Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Hey, hey, we've been, we've been kind of frantic on the road trying to get to a phone in time to do the show today. We're up at Bear Lake, and we, uh, we forgot that we'd had a new gate put in, and so I'm a little out of breath because I had to run up this mountain to get another key to run back down to open the gate so we could get up here to a landline because our cell phone doesn't work at Bear Lake. Boo, AT&T, get a new transponder. And we had to navigate 100,000 people on the beach. Oh, my gosh, there's so many people here this weekend. It's unbelievable. Oh, July 4th, what a deal, what a time. Families, I love to see it, though. Families just all over each other, camping, trying to get by, you know, trying to cook their dinner on the campfire. It's awesome. Get by. They're having a lot of fun. They're having a lot of fun, yeah. It looks less and less. I've got to be honest, Linda. Camping looks less and less fun to me as the years go by. I have to be, I just have to, you know, we've got to be honest with our <laughs> listeners. Well, for some people it's it's the life. And we have had our share, and our kids have been camping all the way across the country. We have two children, one who lives in Boston, one who drove to D.C., for um, a concert for their four oldest kids. They did three concerts in D.C., but they drove their sprinter all the way across the country and all the way back and camped along the way. A sprinter, by the way, a sprinter, for those of you who don't know, is this enormous Mercedes. Most of them are used for, for commercial vehicles. And when I say Mercedes, don't be misled. They're actually amazingly reasonable because they're just a big box. And and they seat twelve people. Where were those when we were raising? Oh, I don't know. That's what we needed. Oh my gosh, we had this big stretch van, but uh, there weren't enough seats in there, and there were benches around the edges. How did we? How did we even raise our family without killing someone in the back of that van? I mean, it was. We'd hear them bouncing around back there. I have to say, I miss that old van though, because we had a sound system in there. It had a microphone right up in the captain's chair the driver's chair and man that was the one time i had a captive audience i'd take that microphone and i'd say this is your captain speaking and they couldn't do anything about it i had the volume control you know all they could do is settle down and listen to me it was just amazing oh i thought the best part was reading books we read black beauty we read the secret garden we read um the education of little tree we had so much fun in that old van and there were no seat belts i have to say those were the days that really dates us but i mean really it was just a shag of blue carpet in the back and little benches along the <laughs> back it was a hippie back. van it was, it was a definitely of... <laughs> a hippie van oh man but linda you shouldn't admit that because we know people today who would rather i mean if you were to put a list of sins, mortal sins, uh, having a kid in a car at any moment without a seatbelt would be right near the top. And I have to say I'm glad about that because, oh, my goodness, you cannot be too careful, especially on weekends like this. All you people that might be driving as you're listening to Ayers on the Road today and you're on the road, be so careful. Drive defensively. I used to always tell the kids, you know, 
let your eyes just be darting around. You just expect the other driver to do something weird. <laughs> it's it's kind of a family joke. It was like whenever they get in the car, they go darting, darting, darting. Darting. My eyes are darting. I'm driving defensively. But you know, those were. I tell you another interesting thing. Um, and this is this is not to show how old we are. This is because believe me, we are in tune, folks. We are up to speed, in tune because our kids and grandkids won't let us get any other way. Linda is a technical wizard. Linda is an electronics genius. Linda can handle every device, every social <laughs> media. There's nothing that's beyond Linda's grasp. Oh, I'm so, laughing so hard. So just because... so you know that, but I was going to say it is really, I mean, I'm not so sure it's improvement that kids ride along in vans now on holiday weekends glued to the TV watching yet another video, although we do want to go see Finding Dora, and we do think uh, Dory, Dory, big, great right. BFG is going to be great with the grandkids. But I don't think as many people sit with a microphone in a van reading the education of Little Tree or the Chronicles of Narnia to their kids, but maybe they do. And if they do, hats off to you because there's there will never be a video game or story or movie ever made that will equal reading aloud classic books to children because the monitors of a child's mind are vastly superior to any screen, large or small, that you'll ever find. Amen to that, right, honey? Well, absolutely. And, you know, there are things to do in the car that we never thought of. This daughter who lives in Boston got her four kids in their minivan and drove all the way across country, and they just arrived at our house last night. And uh, I said, how many movies did you watch? And they said, only one. I said, you're kidding. What did you do? And they said, we've learned to play the ukulele. They had, they had a <laughs> ukulele in the car. And she said, her and their mom said, you know, they learned some pretty awesome songs on that ukulele on the way across. So, Well, they're you know, prodigies. They're our grandkids. They're incredibly talented well, of musically. Course, of, of course. course yeah. Of course. Of course. But, you know, she's a pretty brave mom. Her husband... <clears throat> travels all the time, and he was traveling, so she just said, okay, if you can't go, I'm going. So she got in the car, and um, there they are. They are on their way to California now. They stopped last night for cookies and milk, and they were on their way. Is that brave or is that foolhardy? I don't know. I think that's brave. I guess so, but she was saying, I've got to get one of these sprinters because they're so big that when you're driving kids in them, the kids are, like, distant. They're, like, way back there, and you can kind of ignore them. Whereas in, in her little small minivan, they're right on top of you all the time. And I have to say, Linda, let's be honest, full disclosure, we do have some remarkably feisty grandchildren. Yeah, you got that it's right. It's not like they're little, little, little patsy cake kids that you just sit them back there and they uh, take a nap. Although our littlest one, little Mila, our two-year-old is like the best traveler ever. She she just kind of sits there, and every once in a while she'll just say, Mommy, I'm poopy. <laughs> or, Mommy, I'm hungry. <laughs> she's, she's actually the one that just had open-heart surgery seven weeks ago, and she was an angel all the way across the country. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, enough bragging about our grandchildren. Oh, well, let's go on. Let's go on. I wish we had video. We'd show you a bunch of home movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Well, our subject today, in case you were wondering, 
And those of you who, and there are some, we keep running into people who say, well, I look on the website, BYU Radio, I see what the subject is for the week, and I decide whether or not to listen in. And uh, those of you who do that were probably a little confused this week because the title's a little opaque. The title is The Inner of Family and the Outer of Career and Work. And uh, that may sound like strange terminology. Let me describe briefly. We we uh, we do a lot of things, Linda and I, because Linda is so organized and she makes us have a meeting every Sunday to discuss our lives and where they're going and to be sure we're communicating. And Linda's the CEO, and I'm sort of the little guy. I'm the I'm, I'm the CFO, maybe, but I. I follow Linda's lead, and in this meeting, one of the things we do is we we break it up. We have we have two partnerships. Now, this is getting a little technical, so I'll make it brief. Well, you're talking about the meeting with just you and I. You and I, just the two of us, the executive meeting. And in that session, there's two parts. One is the inner, uh, where Linda is the general partner. Now, quickly, you non-business people, a general partnership can have two people with equal ownership, but one person's the managing partner, the general partner. And Linda's the general partner on the inner, meaning all the stuff that goes on inside our home, inside our family. And I'm the general partner of the outer partnership, which is our work, our career, our investments, and so on. doesn't mean that we have unequal ownership. I stress that. We're, we try to be equal, but there has to be someone running the meeting in each case. So the inner is Linda's chance to kind of review the kids, the home, the family, what's happening, are there any crises, are there any things we don't, are not up to speed on, and that's by far the most important, and then I get a few minutes at the end to, to, to kind of do the outer partnership, but I think it's worked for us for all these years, it's, it's, I think it's a way, it's one way, there are many ways, but it's a way to say we are equal, but we're not the same, we have different emphasis within our equality of marriage and partnership, and I think that works. Yeah, it kind of, and the extension of that, of course, is the five passer review because I'm, I was home most of the time when the kids were growing up. Although we had book tours and so on occasionally, and had to be gone for speeches, but most of the time we were home. So I was home, and um, you were gone. So those five facet reviews were were really important because um, I caught you up on what was going on with the kids, and you're such a great problem solver that I would give you the problem and you could fix it almost every time. But I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have understood the problem had it not been for your sharing of the inner partnership wherein you gave me the five facet review. How's Josh doing physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, right through all the kids? And I'm sort of getting caught up. It's like a debriefing. It's like a briefing for me. I can now be a, a, a relevant dad because I'm up to speed on things. And then I must say, Linda, you were also a pretty, you still are a pretty darn good uh, partner in the outer because um, Linda doesn't take kindly to me having any, I was going to say secrets, I obviously try not to have secrets, but you don't even take kindly to me knowing anything about where we're going with a book or when a deadline is or or 
where our little paltry small little investments are you you want to know and and because you're a limited partner doesn't mean that you don't want to know everything just like I want to know everything on the inner oh yeah well you're making this sound like everything works just perfectly even well of um, course that's, after that's this why we morning, do this radio show after this morning <laughs> yeah I was pretty mad at this Mr. Richard Iyer because he didn't tell me a few things that I needed to know and, um, you know, it all works out in the end, but um, it doesn't always work perfectly on the way through. I won't make that mistake again. I, I hear about it if I don't keep you up to speed, and that's good. That's the way it ought to be. Now, some of you listeners may be saying, I just don't know that's the best way to do it. I just don't know if that's how I would do it. And we're not suggesting that there aren't a lot of good ways to organize your communication as a husband and a wife with regard to your family and to the other important things in your life. What we are suggesting, though, is if you don't have a plan of some kind, you will not you will not be up to speed. I mean, again, we emphasize that a lot on this show. There are a lot of good plans, whether you're talking about a marriage plan or a parenting plan or whatever it is. There are really a lot of plans that work according to what your family makeup is and how you function and what your own way of doing things is. Where we see families in trouble all the time are families that don't have a plan at all. They don't have a good plan or a bad plan. They don't have any plan. They're just getting up each day and figuring it out as they go along. And that is reactive parenting. That's reactive marriage. And we're here to tell you, proactive is better than reactive yeah it really is and with that we're going to take a little break here and then we're going to launch again in the second half so hang on we'll be right back on Ayers on the road Ayers on the road parenting in a modern world here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. Are you back, honey? I'm back. All right. Um, I'm looking out here at the sagebrush, a couple of beautiful horses out in the pasture. Well, a pasture of sagebrush. (laughs) Aren't family holidays great? I know a lot of you are probably either not listening this week because you're with your family, or maybe you're en route somewhere, or you're... uh, you may be some of you are even listening as a family. Wouldn't that be something, Linda, family to family? It would. You know, we keep saying we don't know if anybody's listening to us or not, but people keep telling us they're hearing us, but mostly people that are on the road. So I guess well, it's appropriate. It's appropriate, but I but I did hear on the ad in between uh, segments here, the uh, the BYU, the apps. The uh, You can get the BYU radio app. And you can listen to any show that's been on at your leisure whenever you want. And you can also, we, BYU Radio does a good job on our show putting it in as a podcast. podcast so yeah. if you guys are podcast listeners, I always go on a, an app called Podcast, but many people listen on iTunes and so on. And you just put in the search bar, Iris on the Road, and you can get us whenever you want us. I mean, one of the benefits to us of doing ours on the road is we've got a our memories are, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff that we forget it, but then we can always go back and listen to that week and say, "Oh yeah, that's where we were. That's what we were doing." And so maybe it'll be our family history. What do you think? Maybe 
our family history will be the episodes of ours on the road. <laughs> Maybe so. No, it'll be your blog. I hesitate to Heaven say that forbid. because Linda does a blog, if any of you want a real treat. It's just called IRRealm dot blogspot dot com is that right honey i r e y r e a l m dot blogspot dot com and you do a great job of that and and again you know we're sort of on a little technology tangent here but with all the problems and some of the worries parents have about technology isn't it awesome that you can have a blog or you can have a website or you can have a just a, an online folder where you keep track. I think people today do a far better job of, well, the photography. I mean, it's amazing. If, if all you had was your Instagram photos you'd shared, you'd have a pretty good record of what your family's doing. So hats off to technology on that regard. Yeah, it really is pretty interesting. I do spend a lot of time doing this blog, mostly just for our own family because um, we have been a lot of places in the last six months and met a lot of people and, and found a lot of interesting things about the world. And so I want to remember that. And, boy, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you just forget it as soon as you leave. Boy, you sure do. And, and of course, speaking of blogs, a lot of you, here's the funny thing. We, as, the, as we get a little older, uh, more and more people are like, oh, you're Shawnee's dad or you're, 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 you're Saren's mom. We're... We're sort of, if we have any fame left at all, it's because we're so-and-so's parents, and we love that. But Shawnee, our second daughter, a lot of you follow 71toes.com, which is, I think has 2 million followers now, and, and Shawnee started that mainly to be a record of their family. But guess what? A lot of people around the world are intrigued by, it's kind of like a reality show, right? <laughs> What's going on inside that house? <laughs> yeah, it's very real. She hasn't blogged yet about her um, conference last week at Duke University on the syndrome that her their youngest little daughter has. Lucy has something called the Bardet Beetle syndrome, which is really scary. Um, mostly scary because it involves blindness between nine and fifteen, and she's nine. And um, they always just kept thinking, oh, researchers will figure out something. The stem cell, they're going to make, they're going to figure this out. But they're still just totally stymied. And she came home pretty discouraged, thinking this girl is going to go blind. She's she's taking Braille, and she's they're preparing her. But it's a sad thing. Well, one thing you learn in in our line of work or in what we do is. There aren't any families without problems, and, and some are more visible than others. But, uh, you know, one thing, here's a little advice to slid in. You, you know, you never want to find yourself too envious of another family or too guilt-ridden about your own family. We run into that so much with parents. Oh, why can't I get my act together like that family? It looks like everything's going so well for them and so on. You get a little closer, you find that every family has worries and that's part of the deal i mean that's we always laugh because this typical thing people say is i didn't ask for this i didn't sign up for this i didn't know this is what was going to happen you know when i started a family but for what it's worth in our theology and our belief we did sign up for it we signed up for mortality we we said yeah i'll go for that i know it won't be easy i know it'll be ups and downs i know opposition's necessary in all things and i sign up for it and so we need to remind ourselves of that because all families undergo 
tough times. But back to the subject, the inner and the outer. Well, that kind of family. is the subject. I mean, the inner part of every family is there's always trouble. I mean, when somebody asks us about how our kids are, we say everybody's fine except for the ones that are in crisis this week <laughs> right. because somebody's always in crisis over something. And, uh, you know, everyone has their challenges in this life, and that, but that's an inner thing. It's a thing that you resolve as uh, inner, inwardly as a family. And, uh, but then there's all the outer stuff that your life is filled with that um, I've been working on the concept that there are important things and there are urgent things. And sometimes I let the urgent things um, take way over the important things. I've been thinking yeah, that all that's week. Really good. Even in when I do emails, somebody snap, you know, runs an email and they have they need an answer right away. But I have a child that's in distress. We have a child who's ha- our youngest child is having a baby in London any day, and I'm leaving on Monday to go help with that, which is so exciting. But, you know, in any given day, there's some things that are really, really important. And sometimes we let the urgent take over, and um, we kind of let the important things slide. That's the greatest skill ever, isn't it, to develop a sense of priorities where you're always aware, does this really matter what I'm doing now? Is there something that matters more? And, And when you ask yourself that question, it's usually a family thing that matters more. And by the way, I, you know, I'm the one that has to suffer. Linda, I lose you. You're going to be over there for 12 days. I'm, I don't know what I'll do, but you listeners will benefit because we'll uh, we'll do Ayers on the Road next week, and Linda will be hooking in from London Town unless she's at the delivery room or with the midwives or with the new brand new grandchild. So. Uh, That'll be exciting. But I was going to say, honey, you know, um, it is it is a thought process. It's like, you know, you and I, as we move into the autumn of our lives, it used to be that we're like, well, how are you feeling? Uh, and the, the best answer used to be perfect. I feel perfect. Everything's great with me right now. And now our answer is, well, it's almost, you reminded me of it. It's like, I'm feeling fine except the parts of me that aren't feeling fine. <laughs> and, you know, Linda's got a knee she's worried about now, and I hurt my ribs again the other day and I'm having a hard time when I breathe. But So now, I mean, I'm going to make a parallel here. You know, we're mostly fine, and that's how families are when you think about them. No family's perfect, but it's pretty great if you're mostly fine, and it's pretty great if you have learned, and it's a process for most people of learning, that what really matters is the inner. Again, you know, that's our terminology if you weren't here earlier in the show. Inner meaning the stuff inside your home, the stuff inside your family. Outer meaning your career, your investments, your hobbies, your politics, whatever. And and the happiest families we know have figured out that the outer is there to support the inner, not the other way around. We in our speaking, we do meet a lot of high-powered business people who who kind of have drifted into thinking, well, my family supports my career, and that's a fatal flaw. That will always catch up to families and, and, and cause problems. So the inner is what matters. The outer is there to support the inner. A great metaphor is by, by President Harold B. Lee, a prophet of the Mormon Church in earlier times put it so beautifully, where even the church became a support mechanism for the family. He said, 
the church's scaffolding with which we build eternal families. So, Linda, if if the prophet, if someone that we revere as a prophet, if the president of a church could say that, how how much we ought to be able to say the outer of my life, the career, the work, whatever I have to do to keep things going, all that outer outside the home is the scaffolding for the inner, what happens inside the home, inside the family. Yeah, and you know, you think that the inside of your home kind of leaves when the kids leave. Um, it's so interesting because when our kids started leaving and then the last child left, you know, somebody came up to, actually more than once came up to us and said, aren't you so happy? Now your kids are all gone. You have no more problems. You can just do whatever you want. You're done with parenting. You're Congratulations. Done. You're oh, done with parenting. It's great. And, you know, we just smile at each other every time we think of that because, gosh, it just gets more complicated, more expensive you know, more crazy all the time because there's so many people to um, deal with now. We just, this this grandchild coming next week is number 28, and I know some of you who are listening may not have grandchildren at all. Some may have a lot more than that, but it's quite a deal to keep track of these kids. Well, and a lot of you younger parents are listening, and you may sometimes say, gee, they're talking about grandparenting stuff again. Let's get back to parenting, but... That's our life right now is writing and traveling and speaking to parents and grandparents and marriage partners and people who want to be any of the above. And we're we're loving it more than ever, and we're finding new ways to do it. This is just kind of a sneak preview for you loyal listeners that we'll, we're, we're going to be starting to do some cruises that are going to be called Life in Full Cruises, based on our new book, Life in Full, which is about the autumn of life, about how to be a better grandparent, how to set up your your life plan for the next 20 years if if you're going to live to be 85 or 90, because 65 is really the new 45. But we're also setting up a, a thing at Zermatt up in Heber City, a resort, a beautiful Swiss resort, where we'll be doing some teaching and interactive sessions on on that autumn of life. But then always we come back to valuesparenting.com, which is our main parenting website. And I know a lot of you know people or have people in your family that are preparing to do joy school this coming year. And we love the idea of saying, hey, yeah, there's, there's parents in different phases of their lives, but how great that we could all talk about it together. And how great that in some extended families, Grandparenting and parenting kind of fits in to a synergy, whereas the children get the great benefit of, you know, having parents and grandparents who care about them and who talk about them and coordinate what they do. What a great thing. It is. So give a little thought to the inner and the outer of your own lives, wherever you are, whatever um, whatever stage of life, whether it's with preschoolers, you know, elementary, high school, uh, young adults, or grandparents. There's so many things to consider when you think about the inner and the outer. So um, we hope you do that. We hope you have a great holiday weekend, and we'll be talking again next week. Be sure and tune in because Linda will be hooking in from London and we might, we just might, have the announcement of the latest arrival of little Oleander. By the way, that's not the name. I always give the grandkids a 
What do you, how do you say it? In in vitro? No, that's an in vitro name. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, the, in in the uterus. So that the <laughs> name is Oleander. We might have an announcement next week on Ayers on the Road. So good luck to you, and we'll talk again next time. Bye bye.